If it smells like shit, you are in the right place. You are listening to the Prodwackers, hosted by David and Craig. Enjoy. Hey, good morning. Glad you're with us. Welcome to the Podwhackers. We missed our uh, scheduled Thursday recording because we were out a little bit late enjoying ourselves out at Blossom Music Center out in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. What's going on, buddy? Yeah. For the win. Yes, sir. We went and saw uh, and were serenaded by Mr. Dave Grohl and company. That was a... that was a pretty badass show. Yeah, it was. Well, I, I you were serenaded because you were essentially right there up against the stage. I was a little further back, so. Yeah, uh, so we'll get into that a little bit. I think we should start the start from the top because you know we plan to kind of recap that concert. It was a it was a great show. Um, so you and I decided we were going to meet up for dinner with our wives and we were going to grab something to eat and then head up to the show. And then you guys kind of seem to have a bad night from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll, I'll kick this thing off. Um, well, I threw in, we ended up going to, I don't know if we were going to do a local spotlight today, but we ended up going to the, the Bomba tacos in Fairlawn. Yes. Um, first time we'd both been there. So there's a, there's a ton of construction between my place in Cleveland and even my place in Akron Canton. So I just rolled with the GPS and it cut us across 76 and we got narrowed into this funnel thing where you couldn't exit. We had to go all the way down past where we wanted to go North. So it was about an hour and a half to get there, which is pretty unusual for us because we're an hour from everything, but yeah, that's kind of how the night started. But when we got there, well, Things started getting a little bit better, but it set the, it set, it started setting the tone for the night, I think. <laughs> it did. And then your first interaction at the restaurant was yelling at the waiter for not giving you the special on margaritas. <laughs> oh, I didn't yell at him, though. I said, I want to get two. I was looking at the happy hour thing, and I was like, we, we just want two regular margaritas. And uh, he's like, well, that's happy hour, and you have to be sitting over there, which literally was two tables to the right. So I just said, okay, well, I'll, I'll go up there and sit at that bar table. You can bring me my drinks and then I'll come back here and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the son of a bitch, he still charged us full price for our margaritas and tacos. So <laughs> That's how Craig talked to the waiter when he was ordering his drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I wanted to talk. Oh, man. <laughs> I've never seen someone so passive aggressive with a waiter in my life. That was pretty good, though. <laughs> and for those people who know me, that I'm not typically that way. I'm pretty. That's why I'm, I was laughing because you're really quiet, and we have these horrible raging thoughts usually, but we never ever say them to people because we're too nice. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, except for when you're by yourself, you know, in front of a microphone at your house. You know, that's the only time I really say anything really bad. And yeah. uh, and so I was kind of laughing, you know, because you got really snarky with this dude and. Uh, I mean, dude was a little flamboyant, so it was really funny to me because he came over and he's like, "All, oh, hey guys, what oh, yeah. can I get for you?" And you're like, um, "Can I get one of these specials?" And you're like, "Only if you sit at the bar." And you're like, "Well, I'll move my ass over to the bar for five seconds and walk over there with my drink." 
and then I'm gonna come sit my ass right back down over here. I should have did it since I called him out. I should have oh, tried it. And see what he did. That'd been so funny if you two just disappeared over to the bar. But they didn't even give us an option for the bar or tell us anything about it when we walked in. So that's what I thought was kind of funny about the whole thing. It was like they got these specials, but you had to sit at the bar for the specials. They didn't mention a single thing to any of us when we walked in. Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, no, I mean, the deals weren't like that great where it was like, no. oh man, I just paid like three times the price of the special. But it was still funny though. It was like, oh, so the physical location of my ass, which I can, I could kick the chair at the bar next to me. You know, mm-hmm. but I can't get the special. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's like that movie, and I don't know if you've ever seen it. That it was, I think it was called Falling Down with Michael Douglas, where he goes into the fast food restaurant and they stopped serving breakfast like three minutes ago. No, fuck, but that's like he, the story of McDonald's life, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone shows up at McDonald's at 10.01. I was like, uh, what was it, Big Daddy? <laughs> when he goes to get <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, well, but yeah, that was the start of the night, and I think it set the tone for uh, the dinner was good. I liked it. That's the first time I'd ever been there. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Barrio, but the food was good and the margaritas were good. So, yeah, your wife didn't seem too impressed, but yeah, she's hard to impress. Yeah, we, uh, I love, I, I love mine. I got the chorizo and potato tacos, and those are fantastic, but holy shit, dude, the next day I was like blowing fire out my asshole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got the carne asada, and it didn't show anything on the menu as far as something being really spicy, but there was, they definitely whipped something in there. And I'm hoping our our flamboyant waiter didn't put in a little special sauce for me since I was being a dick. <laughs> I think he might have. <laughs> he might have. I mean, it, it sealed the deal for me with that flamboyancy when he brought our receipts and his handwriting was probably the cutest girl handwriting I've ever seen, so. Holy the fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was funny. So so then we, uh, we head out to the venue and, you know, we sit in traffic forever to get in or whatever, and then we finally get in and show starts at 7. We probably got there at, what, like 6.40? So we pull in. Lo and behold, we park in East Bufu, a.k.a. like five inches from the main street, which means we had a mile and a half walk down to the venue. And so, <laughs> like, what the fuck? And uh, <clears throat> my wife has this genius idea as we're walking. We're like five rows away from our car, and she's like, hey, you should drop a pin on your map, which is funny because she's like one of the least technical people Craig and I both work in IT for a living and are pretty technical. Neither one of us idiots thinks to drop the pin on the map to know where to go to get back. I'm like, hey, that's not a bad idea because I haven't been to Blossom in 100 years. So good idea. Let's do that. So I drop the pin and we take off. So your wife was having a hard time walking down the pathway. And then she had to stop and use the restroom. And so my wife and I kept walking into the venue uh, we wanted to get some merch before we sat down, so we figured we might as well hurry up and do this because the opener's playing right now, and we had pit tickets, and I hadn't been to the pit at Blossom before, so I wasn't sure how it, how it would work, and I didn't want to get screwed being stuck like way in the back, and my wife is super short, you know, she's like 5'1", and I'm not very tall, I'm 5'7", so I'm like, man, I need to get, I like to be as close as I can get. Not only that, but the Foos are my favorite band, so I want to really make sure I'm as close as humanly possible to Dave Grohl. So 
we get in, stand in line at the merch tent, and you start texting me, and you're like, hey, we should meet up. I'm like, all right, and then text you a few minutes later, and you're still, like, stuck at the restroom or something, and we're still in line at the at the tent to get merch, and it was just, like, line and lines after lines after lines everywhere I went. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> we finally get in, get our, get our merch, uh, and then we head down. My wife wants to hit the restroom before we go in, and so she does. She goes and grabs some grabs a water and we head in and uh we walk down to the pit and you can only get in on one side they will only let you in on the far left side so of course we walk in on the right side and have to walk all the way across to go get in on the left side so we go in there's like probably five or six rows deep of people already but the pit at blossom is super narrow if you've never been there i mean it can maybe maybe 15 to 20 rows of people could stand in there like that's how deep it is. It's pretty wide, but it's not very deep. And so we I just kept walking over to the right side of the stage. There was literally nobody on the right side of the stage. We walked right up and stood second row. No problem. Just nobody was even there. And so I kept telling my wife the whole time. I'm like, "Hey, be ready because when the Foo Fighters come on, the pit is going to get packed and people are probably going to squish you." and push you forward like there's like this whole thing it's like you become a giant sardine once the concert starts for some reason every pit i've ever been in that's like usually the case unless you're like way in the back if you're up near the front you just get squished and people push you forward and then they start jamming and then they get tired after about two songs and then it kind of mellows back out so you know i give her that warning and so we're standing around and you know people a couple will couple drunk old ladies kind of start wandering around behind us and they're giving you that look where they're like how can I get in front of these two people and get close and so you know I keep looking at him or whatever and there's this dude with this drunk lady and he he must have been drunk to himself and he's kind of he's kind of quiet but he's just standing behind me <clears throat> and he keeps fucking touching me which is like drives me nuts like that's one of my pet peeves like you know you're touching me you can feel it stop fucking touching me i don't want to touch you don't touch me and then i would look back at him and then like he would put his hand on my shoulder be like oh it's okay don't worry about you know sorry about that you know that that kind of thing but he never would say anything he would just touch my shoulder so i was like this is just weird anyhow back to the order of the story um so we're hanging out there and then uh, listening to the struts play as they open. And then you guys showed up. I mean, it took you guys a while to get down in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I had planned to meet up with you cause you text me, Hey, let's meet up before, before it starts. And things were just taking so long. And I'm looking down the pit, started filling in. I got a little nervous. I want to go get a good spot. So sorry. I kind of ditched you there. I wasn't oh. trying to be a dick. I just had to try and get close. <laughs> I wouldn't have left that spot either. <laughs> well, we were, we were waiting. My wife went to the restroom before we went into the pit and I was texting with you and that's when you said like you guys were still at the bathroom and that's when I looked at him like all right let's go into the pit now and go down there um as opposed to waiting and meeting up um you know I wanted to meet up but I also wanted to get a good spot if I had seats I wouldn't give a shit but you know you know how that goes so so we got down there we're second row we're hanging out then you text me you're down at your seat and I turn around, and you're like literally directly behind me, which was kind of funny. Out of all the spots in the whole building, we were almost like in a direct line with each other. Um, and uh, so, how was how was your experience getting in there? Oh, it took a while to get in because we stopped at the restrooms right at the 
right before you went through the security checkpoint. That's where they make you get rid of all your drinks and whatnot. That was a mistake. And, yeah. And of course the, the, the line for the restroom was probably 30 people deep, a oh, bunch dude. of porta pots. So we stood there forever and waited. And we walked up, wife finished most of her drink. Then we went in and then, before we went in there, we stopped at the merch tent, like right outside the security gate. That's where we got our shirts. Cause we were already standing there with our drinks. Oh, mistake number two. <laughs> so that's what took so long to get in. And uh, yeah, yeah, we didn't see much of it much of, at all. Last day or giving their, uh, final bow to the crowd. Oh, okay. We, we didn't see any of them at all. Hardly. So, but over, I mean, the seats, they were really good. I That's probably the best seats I've had at Blossom, aside from a couple other shows where we were down in the first section of seats. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the crap that it wasn't the other seats that we had had at other shows were better, but the crowd wasn't as big. That's probably, that's hands down the biggest crowd I've ever seen there. And we've been to a lot of shows there. Yeah. I, I saw tickets were for sale in the lawn like that day. And then I saw later on Foo Fighters tweeted they sold out. So I think they might have been just resellers on there that were posting tickets. But I thought for a minute they didn't sell out Blossom. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. I think Blossom's like 5,000 seats less than the queue or something. Or maybe not quite 5,000 because they, they block off a section of the queue when they're there. Mm-hmm. So the queue holds 20,000. Well, I don't know, though, because then you have to count the people who stand down on the floor. Anyway, um, it might be 20,000 when you factor that in anyhow they've sold out the queue quite a few times and it didn't seem like at first they had that many people there and then all of a sudden i turned around from down where i was and it just like was a sea of people and when it got dark outside the people went so far back that you couldn't see them anymore yeah like they were in the darkness and there were people still it was like holy shit yeah, no, so got some people there, and when he asked everybody to turn their cell phone lights on, and they shut every light down in the venue, mm-hmm. it lit the fucking place up like the lights were on. It was nuts. Oh yeah, that was so cool. Um, yeah, so so we uh, we ended up, you know, so we got down there. And by the way, next time you do this, go to the restroom down by the the pavilion. Don't go to the restrooms up at the top because everyone's waiting to go to those bathrooms for some reason. There was nobody. My wife walked in and out of the bathroom in two minutes. And yep. the merch tent, go to the third merch tent, not the first one. No one was up. I mean, it, the, there was a line there, but it wasn't that bad. Because we were walking in and I, we saw the merch tent outside the security checkpoint. And then there was one inside the security checkpoint. And I'm looking and the lines were ridiculous. And I asked the lady... Well, my wife asked the lady, she goes, is there, where are all the merch tents at? And she told us like, there's like one here and here and here. I'm like, okay. So we got in and then we went to the one that was like the furthest one away. Cause everyone stops at those first ones. Cause they're stupid and half of them are already drunk and they don't know any better. And they just like keep walking in. I mean, we got right in. We spent like no time in line, hardly any. We, we waited for merch for a little while, but it wasn't that bad. It was mostly because there's old ladies trying on shirts and shit. The yeah. line itself wasn't that deep. Um, but yeah, so uh, so the foos come out and, and they come out and start jamming all my life. Like right when they come out and that's my favorite song. And it was fucking nuts in that place, dude. It was just, it was awesome. But the pit was like completely mellow. I couldn't believe it. Nobody was moshing. Nobody pushed us. Nobody did anything crazy. Um, 
like I said, the guy behind me kept touching me. So you'll appreciate this. So this dude behind me, he's, he keeps he keeps fucking touching me and he won't leave me alone. And I'm getting really irritated because it's like constantly this dude's arm is like on my back. And then like I say, he's putting his hands on my shoulders like, hey, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm like, dude, can you please, for the love of God, back up three inches and stop fucking touching me? That's what I'm thinking to myself. So finally he does it one more time. I'm like, that's it. Just bust (laughs) ass all over his leg. It smelled horrible. And then he never touched me again for the rest of the show. He moved like three people over. So that was like one of the most passive aggressive ways I could think of to not have a conflict in the pit and get this guy to leave me alone. <laughs> so you, so he knew without a doubt you just fucking literally shit on him. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. He has some of my airborne fecal flakes on his hand. Hopefully that motherfucker gets pink eye. I hope so, dude. That guy was pissing me off. Don't touch me. I'm not going to be a jerk to you verbally, but man, I'll do something else. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I just let it rip and this dude just disappears. He he, takes, he he goes over like four or five people over and I'm like, oh, thank God. And then, uh, then we had this <laughs> towards the end, there's this, uh, super drunk chick that walked up and, uh, actually there were two, two of them, like within a few minutes of each other. It's one really drunk chick cuts through the line and keeps cutting through. And then she finds this spot and she asked the guy in front of me if she could stand next to him for a minute and take a picture or whatever. And the guy's like, yeah, sure. Which is mistake number one. Don't be nice to people in the pit. Do not be nice to anybody in the pit. If you get there early, you make friends with the people in front of you. If there are any, if you're not in the front row or the people directly behind you, you make friends with those little people and then everyone's good for the show. But Anybody else that comes in that little inner circle after showtime, fuck you. You didn't wait there long enough to deserve to be in that spot, and that's how it should be. You get your ass kicked out. Anyway, this guy's too nice. Let's this bitch in. She's sitting there taking pictures and videos and dancing, and it was like, are you ever going to fucking leave? I mean, it didn't really matter to me too much because she was a little bit in front of me, um, but like wasn't bothering me. But the guy and the girl in front of me who were there all night, they were like squished into each other for a minute because... You know, this broad's over here dancing around, taking their sweet-ass time. So anyway, that chick leaves for a minute. Suddenly, she comes back, and she's trying to get through to the front again. And there was this dude that was standing kind of near us, but he was probably, I don't know, like two or three people to my left. And he was like, I don't know, maybe row four, and we were in row two. And he he was an employee of Blossom or something. Um, He brought his son to his first concert. His son was, I mean, this dude was a, a bigger, stockier guy, but he wasn't that tall. He had this huge beard, you know, but he could handle himself in the pit if he needed to. You know, he was, he's pretty, pretty big. And his son was built just like him, but just like younger, you know, he's probably, I don't know, maybe 13, 14. Mm -hmm. And his son was nervous wrecked the whole time because the guy's doing the same thing I was doing to my wife. Hey, it's the pit. People get crazy in the pit. Just be ready. You know, you could get squished. People could push you, um, you know, just be ready. And so the kid's all nervous the whole time anyway. So this broad goes up to that guy and that guy worked there. He had like a special VIP wristband on and he was talking to one of the security guards and I could hear their conversation. Like they knew each other. So it was like, okay, this, this guy probably works here. So that's how I got this, this, this yeah. wristband or whatever. So this broad walks over to him and she starts trying to cut in front of him and he goes, no, just no, <laughs> just straight up. No. And shakes his head. And she, 
She gets all pissy and starts whining. I swear to God, dude, she was so drunk she started crying when she left. <laughs> and just starts walking and starts trying to cut in front of me again. And so I throw my elbow at her. I'm like, no, get the fuck out of here, lady. Get that, get the hell out of my spot. So she like starts moving. She's whining. And then she tries to cut around me on my right side. So I throw my arm out again. And she can't get through because I block her with my arm. And she's getting all pissed off. I'm like, no, fuck you. I've been staying here all night. Where the hell you been? You know? Get the fuck out of here, lady. Um, so yeah, people, when you get drunk, you don't have the right to go to the front. Fuck you. People have been staying there all night waiting for their, you know, their chance to be there. Sorry, get there early, okay? I didn't get there early. I just got lucky. I had a good spot. If I got there late, I wouldn't have been in the front. Simple as that. Um, So anyhow, so this broad leaves. She's crying because the guy wouldn't let her cut and this and that. She takes off. And then, (laughs) like right at the encore, this stupid drunk lady comes in. Man, she's like falling over. She can barely stand up, but she keeps fucking hitting me, and I'm getting really irritated because... I don't know. I'm not drunk and I didn't have a single beer and I'm just annoyed with people that do this. They come there and get so trashed that they can't, they can't stand up. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not here to fucking hold you lady. Like get the hell out of here. Not only that, but you haven't been here all night and all of a sudden you show up in this spot and now you're being an idiot. So, um, (laughs) she, she keeps hitting me and I look at my wife and I'm like, dude, I'm going to knock this bitch over in about two seconds and it's not going to be hard. And my wife was like, do you want me to handle this? <laughs> She's like ready to fight this lady. There's like no reason. I was just laughing. And so, you know, I, uh, I ended up hip checking this lady a little bit and she yeah. kind of like f- almost falls over and then she realized what's going on and she kind of settled herself down and then I was good. So it was, they've played for like two and a half hours. Oh yeah. And so, that those incidents maybe were 10 minutes of the whole two hours, you know? So that was a great experience. I've had some horrible experiences at shows where I've left like good spots in the pit because people are just annoying me. Yeah, right. No, the crowd looked pretty mellow from what I could see from where I was at. There wasn't a lot of, I mean, you know, people raising their hands up, clapping and stuff. And I'm sure people were kind of bumping into each other because it is a small pit mm-hmm. smaller than I remember. I, I don't, know if they did something to extend the stage out further forward but yeah that pit was tiny i i've seen a lot a lot more rough pits down there than that for sure oh yeah i'm sure depending on the show i was just surprised my wife said yeah but it's the foo fighters i go yeah but you gotta think they've got a decent amount of like you know pretty hard songs i mean they're Mm -hmm. not like hard as you know some of the metal bands and stuff it's not like you're out there you know with metallica or ozzy or you know something like that but um, you know, when you're, especially hearing them live, you know, every album sounds n- a little more mellow, you know, through the CD or through Spotify or whatever. But when you're actually listening to it, they're all pretty heavy. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, you have, you have stuff where people would jump around and dance, you know, all my life, you've got monkey wrench breakout, you know, um, all sorts of songs and Dave starts screaming, you know, like there's, there's a lot of songs where they get into it pretty good where I've seen people get into it with less at shows, right? Yeah. So there's plenty there to get going if you want to. Um, Just depends on how many drunk people there are. <laughs> oh, they were, my, the whole pit was drunk. That's how I got there because everyone was too busy getting trashed. So I just walked in and no one was there because they're all too busy <laughs> getting trashed. So, yeah, man, uh, it was awesome. Uh, you have anything else you want to add to uh, to just your overall experience? No, the actual show, I thought it was great. It was 
I like the cover songs that they did. They did they did what they did under pressure with Queen. Taylor Hawkins came down and sang with that guy from the Struts. That was really cool. Yeah, that dude actually. Sidebar: The Struts were really good. I saw a couple of their songs, and I've, I listened to him on Spotify a couple of times before we went, just to kind of familiarize myself with them. They were really yeah. good. I mean, that dude's very flamboyant and crazy, but that was what was awesome. He was fun to watch. Yeah, he and my wife made a comment. She was watching some of the the uh, video after the fact the next day, and she's like, "Who was that guy that was singing? You know, under pressure?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I think it was the singer from the Struts because we didn't see him." Yeah, yeah, it's like. That dude could have been in Queen the way he was dressed and his makeup and Looked stuff. Looked just like fucking... him. Oh yeah, he could have been in Queen or Rocky Horror Picture Show. I mean, he was just like, oh man, he was awesome. Um, he remind, looking at him, he reminded me a lot of David Bowie actually when I was looking at him, just the way he did his makeup and his presentation and stuff. Oh yeah, I'm sure he was inspired by him for sure. He was yeah. awesome though. They were good. They were pretty good. Yeah, but yeah. The show was good. I didn't really know the Alice Cooper song that they did because I'm not an Alice Cooper fan. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge Alice Cooper person either. Yeah, but I, I thought it was that they did. Overall, the show was what I expected, and they did a lot of cool stuff. And probably the coolest part of the show for us, even though we were sitting, you know, in this in the thirty section, which for anybody that doesn't know Blossom, they have the pit, then they have a ten level section, and then a twenty level row that's that runs right up with the soundboard and all the technical stuff right in the middle of 20 and then 30 we we actually sat right behind the soundboard area so i could see everything that was going on with the stage stuff too and those guys are fucking crazy nuts i don't know how they keep up with all the shit that's happening with the lights and the audio oh i know and all the cameras they're they're running all those feeds but no overall it was a great show and we had a row of these old dudes look like they should have been at a Jimmy Buffett concert, but they were apparently they were backstage before the show. They had backstage passes, but they had seats right in front of us where we were setting mm-hmm. and, and they were standing there and I knew the entire set list because these guys had a uh, photocopied set list in each of their hands. So I could see the songs the whole way down the list. And then the one guy turned around at one point and handed us one of the, uh, Foo Fighter guitar picks. He, they must have been given guitar picks and shit like that out in the oh, back. Nice. Like, hey, take this. And it's oh. just a little green guitar pick with the Foo Fighter logo on it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, the the dude directly in front of me when Taylor was singing, he came up and pointed at that guy, and and the guy was going nuts. You know, he was all pumped. And then at the end of the show, Taylor gave that guy his drumsticks. Literally, the person right in front of me. I was one person away from Taylor Hawkins' drumsticks. Oh, that's crazy. So he didn't throw them out in the crowd. He just leaned over and handed them to him. Yeah, he found the guy that he pointed to earlier in the show, and then he handed him his drumsticks. I don't know if he asked him for the drumsticks at the end, like was like, hey, give me your drumsticks at the end, and and he came back and found him and gave them to him, but it was pretty awesome. Um, Yeah, it was was excellent. Uh, Foo's always put on a good show. I think the fifth or sixth time I've seen him, um, play for like two and a half hours, which is mm-hmm. ridiculous. I've been, I've been to concerts after the Foos, and it's just like they've spoiled me because you go watch some other bands and they play for like an hour, and you're like, that's it, or like mm-hmm. an hour and a half, and they're the headliner, and they have a lot of songs, you know, and it's like, hmm, that, that's all you got. <laughs> like the Foos are out there for two hours plus every time, and it's it's awesome. Um, Dave seemed pretty tired though; he looked a little tired to me. 
Well, there was, there's been lots of rumor mill going around about how he's been struggling with his voice. I mean, for several weeks leading up to this show, I was mm-hmm. concerned that something was going to happen and they were going to cancel because I think that just happened to the dude who sings for Avenged Sevenfold. They basically canceled their tour until he recovers. And yeah, that same rumor shit was going around about Dave. So I'm glad it didn't happen. Yeah, he sounded great. I thought he sounded per- yeah. like, He sounded better this time, I think, than he sounded the last time I saw them. You know, I saw him at, um, well, when I saw him at the queue last, um, he didn't. He sounded, I think, just as good or better than that, and he he sounded yeah. pretty good then. So yeah, the one thing um, I noticed he was smoking cigarettes on stage, and I thought he quit smoking for a while. So I wasn't sure about that. Maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> and uh, oh. um, yeah. Other than that, um, dude, it was awesome. They brought uh, they brought that kid on the stage during the show. So some kid was in the front row. And he had a sign that said, let me jam monkey wrench. So a few weeks back, the foos brought on the, the kiss guy. Um, it's a, f- a pretty famous YouTube video. You can go look up if you, uh, if you haven't seen it, they bring up this dude on stage and he's wearing kiss makeup and he just jams monkey wrench, totally shreds it. And so this kid has a sign that says, let me jam monkey wrench. And so Dave brings him up on stage and they wrote a whole article about it on cleveland.com. If you want to mm-hmm. check it out, but, um, he was a 17 year old and he's from Canada. And, uh, and so he was, <laughs> he got pulled up on stage and he, dude rocked it out. Um, and so I don't know if they do any kind of pre-screening before these things happen, but that could have fell flat if he sucked and he comes up there and just jams. But I don't think you write that sign if you can't play the guitar, you know? No, not unless you're a glutton for punishment. It's not, <laughs> not like I'd be standing down there with that sign saying, Hey, let me play monkey wrench. <laughs> yeah, then you go up there and don't even know how to hold the guitar. You know, it's like yeah. that'd be that'd be ridiculous. But yeah, this kid goes nuts. He shreds it, and then he asks Dave for the for his guitar at the end, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Yeah, he Dave just laughed. He's like, he just asked me if he could keep it. Yeah, uh, no, that was so funny. He should have gave it to him. That would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like he probably doesn't have fifty of them in the truck. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he does. I mean, actually. I'm positive he does because <laughs> there was one show I watched a highlight of him when he, he tripped over one of the PA speakers on the stage and fell down on his guitar and smashed his guitar in half. And oh so Shiflet had to play the rest of the song for Dave. Dave mm-hmm. sings the rest of the song with a broken guitar over his neck and then swaps it out for the identical same yeah. blue Gibson guitar right after that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he's definitely he definitely likes that style of guitar. I don't know what it is about it, but I don't I know I I don't know my guitars that well but it's I know it's a Gibson and I don't know what exactly what style or what model it was but he played a couple different colored ones but it was all the same exact style. Yeah, he used to flip to a few different types of guitar back in the day but now he's been exclusively playing this this one Gibson and yeah. it's this like late baby blue color and then he switched mm-hmm. over to one that was gold um right. for a couple songs which is just an alternate tuning. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it was a, uh, it was awesome. I love the show. So, yeah. the best part of the show for me was after the show. Mm-hmm. So, you and your wife text me. I think right before they came on with their last song, right? Or was it before that? I think it was the last one. And uh, you say, "Hey, we're heading out." Yeah, and I'm like, "All right." Well, I had been talking to my wife. You know, this is the first time we left our son with somebody else at night. And he did fall asleep uh, by 11 o'clock. 
This kid's a fucking maniac. Anyway, he usually goes to bed at like 9, 9.30 at the latest. So he goes to bed at 11. Anyhow, so that in mind, wife's ready to rock. She's like, let's stay. We're staying for the whole show. Yes. So I was pumped. We're, st- we're staying. Because uh, I love when they play Everlong. It's probably my favorite song of theirs overall. That and All My Life are like my top. And so they open with that and close with the other. I'm happy either way. And so they play Everlong, which was awesome. And uh, and so we head out afterwards into the sea of people. And so by some miraculous stretch, my wife and I make it back to the car, and you guys are nowhere to be found. <laughs> and you left an entire song ahead of us before the horde took off. And I mean, it was a horde. Mind you, we're in the second row, so we have every single row of people in the whole entire place to beat into our car and you guys beat uh, the rush and leave early. And I don't think anybody left early. There was like nobody leaving. I don't know. You could tell me better than I, I, I turned around to see if anybody was leaving and it looked like next to no one had left. Mm-hmm. So no, we, there like, was a few, but not that many. Yeah. It wasn't very many people. I mean, out of that whole entire crowd, maybe like 300 people left early. I mean, it was ridiculous. So we're fighting the sea of people is ridiculous i felt like a zombie horde you know you're walking and you're like all stuck together and like barely can move your feet and for no apparent reason like if everyone just took one step at a time you could keep walking but for some reason that doesn't work out so it took us probably 20 ish 30 minutes to get back to our car just because all the people without anybody it was probably a 15 minute walk so um not terrible but you know it took a while so we get back to our car and you're texting me hey dude like, can you, like, send me that pin? I don't, are, are you by the number three? <laughs> you're, te- you're texting me all this stuff. So I'm going back to look at my messages real quick to see if I'm missing any good gems out of here. But yeah, the, uh, <laughs> it was, it was pretty funny. So, so I had sent you, you, you actually had texted me a little earlier in the evening. Like, can you send me that pin so that when I leave, you know, if we don't make it out at the same time, then we can, you know meet up there and I'm like yeah sure so I send it over to you and you're good with that um so tell me a little bit about what happened from the time that you actually leave early until you start texting me so yeah we did we left right before they started into their last song and we walked right over to where you were saying that if you need to use the restroom use the restroom on that lower level there was nobody there so my wife scurried in there quick use the restroom and then we started walking up the hill out um yeah and i had put my pin on and we started walking around that i know it looked like a handrail when, once you got to the part where it said grass lots and then the, it turned in from a hard surface walkway to like a dirt path with gravel we walked the entire length of that thing down because i thought where we had dropped down is where that railing had started well obviously that was too far but i had my map on and my pen it kept getting closer and closer i'm like well, this is going to be easy we're going to walk right to it so mm-hmm. i walk over to where i thought it was pinned but here the map was updating sporadically and then when i would get closer to it the fucking pen would jump further away i'm like <laughs> what in the serious fuck is going on right now and I got to the point where I called you a couple times. I'm like, Hey, you see you there, hold up your flashlight or beep your horn. I couldn't hear shit because there was a ton of people and people trying to get out and this and that. 
Let me just read a couple of these messages we sent back and forth to this point. So you text me at 11.07. He said, headed to the car. Well, pissing first. And I said, ha, see ya. And then you text me like 30 minutes later. Hey, you find your car? Not yet. Getting there. And then you said, let me know. We're still looking. And so literally two minutes after that, I responded with, I found it. And then I sent you the pin of where I currently was standing, which was right next to both of our cars. We parked right in front of each other. You parked right in front of me. Yep. And then you said, hang out, dude. And I said, okay. And then you asked me, are we across from the three? And then I said, use your map, homie. And then you're like, it's not updating. And then you said, what number do you see? And I said, your license plate number. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to add a little salt to the wound. But uh, then you asked me if uh, if we're on the hill. And so we're kind of going back and forth about, like, what are we looking at and where are we? Which kind of sucks because at Blossom, there's just trees, streetlights, cars, and spotlights. Those are your things to look at. No rows or no nothing. Yeah, there's no way to, like, really know where you are. So you're like, hey, are you across from the three? Yes, I am across from the three. That's where we parked. We all discussed it right when we got out of the car at the very beginning of the show. So... Turn around. I'm looking. There's a giant three on this giant, you know, light behind me, and I can't see another number of anything around me. That is the only number I can see. And yeah. then, directly to my left was a spotlight that they stand up specifically for parking for at the end of the show. Like the the one light is like a permanent fixture, and the other one's a spotlight that they put out there. So I'm like, hey, dude, I see the three. There is a spotlight in the middle, and I can't see any other numbers. So if you walk towards the spotlight, we're right even with the spotlight and we're just in the, we're like literally dead center in this little square area that I can see. And so I'm standing on top of my car, like shining my flashlight. So you can see like there I am out of everybody. So you can have an idea of where I'm at. I'm calling you. I'm beeping my horn so you can try and hear and fucking nothing, man. Like you're just, you're gone. So, <clears throat> yeah, we were we were wandering around in this sea of abyss, and there were we ran into several people that were doing the same thing. They were walking around, they're looking at their phone, doing this shit like they're gonna get a better cell phone signal if they're swirling in the air <laughs> like they're fucking doing the wax on wax off. And I want to draw a mile and buy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly right. We did walk a fucking mile too, oh, or dude. two. Oh yeah, it's a mile. It was a, it was one point two miles according to my map to get back to the car from where I was. So, oh, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> so you walk over a mile just to get to the car, but you guys go on some kind of fucking epic adventure and are gone for like, I mean, Jesus, dude, you text me at eleven oh seven and twelve seventeen, you get back. So it was over an hour. Over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Just wandering around looking for your fucking car. So well, part of that was I. We, so we when we were talking on the phone, I called you several times too. Yes. And, I call, I'm, and I'm actually shocked that the call went through with all of the other interference from everybody else there. But at, at one point, I said, well, okay, I'll go ahead and send you a pen where I'm standing and we'll compare it to where your pen was on the map. I think that's what we were going to try to figure out the the mystery at that point. Yes. So I'm trying to fucking 
tap on the spot where I'm standing. Nothing's happening. And this is after like 45 minutes of fucking wandering around with my head in my ass. <laughs> At that point, I realized that the Maps app is fucking not working right. That's why it's doing this jumping around shit. And <laughs> every time I walk in a certain direction, the pin's jumping around. So right here's my dig on Apple. Fuck you, Apple Maps. I will never, ever use you again. <laughs> ever. <laughs> the first time i've ever used it and it's the fucking last time oh, shit. <laughs> you sucked when you first came out and you still suck <laughs> but um worked, worked for me worked for me yeah <laughs> i don't know it didn't work for me maybe it doesn't like that i have google maps and ways on my phone too oh i do too oh, I do. <sighs> but i i restarted my whole phone i said I'll, I'll call you back in a sec i powered the whole phone down everything came back up and then lo and behold, the fucking maps app works at this point. We're closing in on that magical hour of which I've had 30 minutes of my drunk wife behind me, fucking just eviscerating me the whole trip. you like, if we can't find a fucking car, I know people are here. They can give me a ride home, blah, 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 <laughs> all this shit. And at one point I just turned around and said, if you want to catch a fucking ride home, go catch a fucking ride home. When I find a car, I'll be home. <laughs> and I walked off and left her for like 10 minutes. I, I mean, literally just walked off and left. Because I, I I think I sent you a text the next day and said, have you ever got so fucking mad that you literally see red? But that happens to me when I get just to that boiling point. It's like I can't even see shit around me. <laughs> it's I like, call her a bitch right for her tits. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm almost ready to go into fucking Hulk mode. I don't know what it is, just that breaking point. But it was at that point, like, I finally walked back and got her. She's bitching and bitching and bitching. She's like, I'm setting off the alarm, but it's not going off. Well, no shit, it wasn't going off. But then right, like, five minutes after, she's like, I'm setting off the alarm and nothing's happening. And we're literally standing, like, 10 feet from our car. And I'm so fucking pissed. I don't even see you standing there. I don't hear you. I think you're standing outside your car and you're saying, Hey dude, we're right here. Oh my I God. Couldn't, I couldn't see you guys. I didn't see anything. We were, we laughing, were laughing so hard. So, so, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was full on rage mode at that point. Yeah. Well, yeah. we were, um, we, you know, I'd been standing kind of outside my car, like standing on it and waving my phone and stuff. And so I finally see you and I'm like, and I'm like Hey, there they are. And so you're walking, you're literally walking past your car towards my car and you don't see either your car or my car. And I'm yelling at you, hey, 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 and I'm waving my phone at you. And then finally you look up and you just have this look on your face like, get me the fuck out of here. And then you turn around and then you just walk to your car. You didn't even say, hey, you just turned around and went back to your car and got in. (laughs) I'm like, yes. (laughs) <laughs> so i i made this uh little uh little audio for you it's it, i'll admit it, i didn't spend as much time as i should have ironing this out to be even greater but this is a chronology of your time at blossom from beginning to end so just check it out and listen to the meaning of the words as they sink in with your your events that had unfolded and how you're feeling at the time. So check this out. I can't wait. I felt like this on my way. 
This is when you get sick of BJ yelling at you the whole time. when you rebooted your phone and you're ready to come back. Craig finds his car. <laughs> so I figured, what better way to celebrate that than a mashup of ironic Foo Fighters songs? Oh my god, that was so good. And I'm thinking all night long last night before I went to sleep, and this morning I'm like, what's he going to do? And <laughs> that was awesome, though. I could have swore to God you were probably going out to uh, rip audio off that uh, dude. Where's your car video? For <laughs> movie. <laughs> so it would just as good, but yeah, I was sitting here but, yesterday, we were texting back and forth and I'm thinking to myself, man, how funny would it be to just like, just under you talking about this, just play some just ironic <laughs> songs. <laughs> and so it started with, with this actually um, here. Let me see. I'm going to play this, but uh, <laughs> hold on a second. It's going to, I'll probably have to fast forward a little bit when I start it. Let me see. Hold on. Um, oh, come on. Hold on. Got to pull this up. Oh, learn how to type, David. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Right here, this is what got me thinking.
I think I might have to edit that into you talking about how you're lost all the time. Oh my god. Yeah, so I started out I like I saw that song yesterday in my playlist and I was laughing hysterically thinking about you getting lost trying to find your car. And then I'm like, you know, I wonder if the Foo Fighters have any good lost songs. So I started looking, I'm like, oh shit, like every one of their songs is about walking and running and <laughs> getting actually, lost. <laughs> actually, that makes me wonder. I don't think I put the Damn, I missed one in my thing. I had Walk in there from the Foo Fighters too, and I missed it. I forgot to <laughs> drag that one into the loop of songs. That that would have been good. Yeah. That would have been a good one to add in, but and I like how that wrapped up at the end the mashup because it was kind of like happiness and stuff. But happiness was the least of my thoughts at that point. I I seriously, I was still pissed. That concert was what Wednesday night. Oh yes, I was still fucking pissed about that up until probably midday yesterday like just fucking fuming dude should have ended that with pantera's walk (laughs) i debated on if i should go with other songs and then i was like you know it's even better that i found like 10 foo fighter songs that i can use because we're at the foo show so i'm like here we go here's your mashup of all your foo songs so it could have been better i just quickly put that together last night but it was uh it made me laugh hysterically as i was putting it together no but i i put me I put just a real quick sound clip together of how I was feeling right up to the point where I found my car and I'll, I'll play this out. It's about, let me see here, 35 seconds, but there was a point in time, like I said, when I was so pissed when I got up and, and I be, probably 15 minutes before I found you guys, when you were waving at your car, I found an identical twin to your car. And I walked up to it and looked in like, I thought it was you guys just sitting there waiting on us, and there. Then people looked at me like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Oh Jump. yeah, we. I watched about five different people try and get in the car next to us. <laughs> like they just walked up and start opening the door, and then it doesn't open, and they're like, "Uh, this isn't our car." I'm like, how many of these people should not be on the road right now? But yeah, when I when I got when I was at my basically my tipping point, I just wished at that point that uh, I'm try to not play over myself talking here, but. See if you can hear this. I was just wishing at that point that um, some fucking Muslim terrorists would have rented a van and fucking drove through the crowd and took me out. I was just fucking done at that point. Just got to the rage tipping point. Oh my god. Right there. I wish somebody had just rented that Hertz van and mowed me down at that point because I was just fucking done. Oh Jesus, dude. <laughs> it was so funny. I we laughed about that for hours afterwards. Uh, I don't know. I was it didn't help that it, it it was like the perfect storm. The phone the thing wasn't working on the phone. My wife, she she's having a hard time walking, which, to her credit, yeah, it sucks. She could, walking on uneven ground from some of the back surgeries that she had does suck. Oh, I bet, yeah. But the the alcohol fuel rage didn't help, and it would have been probably even better show today had you recorded some of the audio if I'd have been on speakerphone and you could have heard our exchange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish if I would have had that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you know for sure that would have been in the show. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty epic. Uh, I couldn't believe how 
how long you guys got lost for. <laughs> we went way too far when it was all said and done. We, I, like I said, I followed that walkway and that handrail. We just went way past where we parked. Oh, dude, you could have been home. You could have walked your ass home. <laughs> I mean, you were so far gone. But uh, to wrap up this whole story, <clears throat> I got a survey in my Gmail, which I never answer a survey questions because I think that they're just trying to pull marketing data out of you and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But I got, I took the survey and I was completely honest and I eviscerated Blossom in this because this quote unquote survey was generated from the the manager at the Blossom. So I filled it out. I was candid. Basically, that was, uh, you know, getting the rest of my rage out. Mm -hmm. I got a email directly back from somebody at Blossom who was job title is employee and guest experience manager. (laughs) What the, uh, what'd you say the, to him i don't remember what i said but i i rated everything like a two especially <laughs> like the parking and stuff i mean the, sh- the actual show experience i rated really well because the show was good yeah everything else was total fucking dog shit and then it got down here and she's like giving me all these excuses of we normally don't let people in until four so security can monitor the crowds you know for these bigger shows, we're going to start opening up at three. Unfortunately, in addition to monitoring the safety of thousands of pedestrians and cars trying to leave at once, the exit of cars was significantly slowed down due to one of the tour semi trucks getting into an accident that blocked traffic. Oh my God. Uh, I apologize for any inconvenience this may have caused. I hope you still enjoyed the show. This is the good part. And I'm going to, I'm actually going to respond back to this today, but we at Live Nation take all feedback to heart and we'll take comments into consideration as we continue and to improve our guest experience. Thank you for taking the time to share your feedback with us. And we do hope you'll join us again soon in the future. Oh, man. Not, not happening. I'll go to concerts, but I won't be there anymore. <laughs> yeah, we actually, like, once we found you guys and we took off, we got right out. That We noticed yeah. we were waiting in line and then noticed that the line we were in was not moving, which surprise i pick the worst lines of all time every time i go anywhere and then we look behind us and there was this line that was moving so i just whipped it around and got in that line and took off and then we were out probably another 20 minutes in line and then we were gone that was the line we got into because when i turned out i yeah you followed us i thought yeah we we turned out and got into that line yeah that was smart because i wasn't really in a hurry obviously we were waiting for you guys so i just parked in line hoping like okay if we crawl ahead a little bit here then good <laughs> but we never moved we sat in the same spot the whole time you were wandering around so I guess. to wrap up that night though the best part of the night was a ride home because guess what it was peace and fucking quiet there were not there was not one word spoken for that hour drive home <laughs> oh man that was good i uh i thoroughly enjoyed it every aspect and even <laughs> even your your <laughs> Even your your uh, <laughs> your uh, I don't know wandering experience trying to find your car, I I enjoyed that and I laughed about it on the way home. And my wife and I were surmising how badly your wife was chewing you out on the way home. <laughs> oh no, there was no chewing out on the way home. That all happened in the parking lot. Oh my god, dude! I could only imagine because she seemed like she was kind of pissed from dinner. Like she was uh she was in a mood when she got there. So, um, she just seemed like she wasn't having a good day. And then 
And then she yeah. said she uh, she got some test results back um, from one of her classes or something. wasn't too happy with her results, so I think it just went just tumbling downhill <laughs> after that. Yeah, she actually had a final that morning before we left, so that's what she was. That's what started her bad day off. Yeah, I mean, she did good on it, but not as good as she would have liked. Yeah, that's what she was saying. She was a little unhappy with her score, and she said. Well, first she was pissed you guys got stuck in traffic on the way there. And then I don't think she really cared for the place we picked to eat. And then she didn't get a good grade on her test or as good as she wanted. And so I think she was just sour to begin with. And then you got her fucking lost for two hours after, you know, an already extremely long concert. So good job, dude. (laughs) Won't happen again for a long time. (laughs) That was seriously hysterical. So. At least it turned into good show content. Yeah, it did. And if it ever does happen again at Blossom, I'll be buying that premier parking right when I buy my tickets. I made that was a mistake. Yeah, dude. Every I don't. Show ever, every show I've ever went to, you could buy it right at the gate, like when you pulled in. Yeah. Not this show. No, it was also probably like the most packed I've ever seen Blossom. But also, um, you know, you should have bought it if you knew about it ahead of time. You should have bought them in advance. See, like I have the last one was at Blossom was 11 years ago for Tom Petty or 10 years ago. So it'd been a while. <clears throat> and, uh, and back then parking was a clusterfuck, but I didn't really know any better. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they had this premier parking or VIP parking, or I just probably ignored it when I bought my tickets. Cause I was so worried about just securing the tickets that I got, you know, this is back in fucking November. The last thing I'm worried about is parking at blossom. Right. Wish you would have gave me a heads up on that. I would have done that in a heartbeat, but then, I didn't even think about it because we've been to two or three shows over the last couple of years there and we just pull in, buy it and go. Yeah. I mean, if it's the same price when you check out, fucking buy it then. Yeah. I know. Live and learn. I know. That was awesome. Yeah. Well, and then next time we could even carpool and just park it somewhere, you know. I think next time maybe we'll just... Well, since you're kind of like on the way, regardless of whether we're going to Cleveland or Columbus, maybe next time we'll just like plan on growing out at your house and go from there. <laughs> yeah, it probably have been a hell of a lot less stressful. Yeah, you might have. Uh, I don't know. My my house isn't really on the way for you, but like once you get to Akron Fairlawn, the highway dumps you right at that spot. So it's like you can go there or you could go up further. It, like it didn't matter. I looked at the map from your house to where we were going to eat at. Cause I wanted to make sure I wasn't sending you like 30 minutes out of your way. Right. And they were, you know, right on there. So it worked yeah. out pretty good. It's all good. A story to tell from a long time to come. <laughs> I can just imagine you're walking around there and you're just going, fuck, fuck, fuck. You can go to Jolly Park, don't us take a tour of shit for all I care. <laughs> Basically what I was doing. Lots and lots of F words. Oh fuck say it! Bullshit! <laughs> oh Tourette's guy. Uh, well, well it was an awesome show. So I was glad we got to hang out for a little bit and yeah. catch up a little and and whatnot outside of the show. So that was, that was good. I kind of hope next time around it's at the queue. That's all, you know what to expect with parking there. I don't know. I hate the queue. It's a little easier to meet up inside. It is. I just hate, uh, 
the seats at the queue. Yeah. And I don't feel like the floor is that great there compared to Blossom. No, I, no. Like it's all I, I've sat on the floor for a few shows at, at the queue and it's because you're level. You're not in that amphitheater type setting. Yeah, so exactly. Everybody stands up in front of you. You're fucked. Yep, exactly. All right. Well, any parting words? No, I guess we are at an hour already. Yeah. Did a whole show just on the Foo Show. And you're no. getting lost. <laughs> it's been an adventurous week. That's right. All right. Well, hey, well, um, oh, I think uh, a few announcements I probably should make. A um, couple things. So next week, we aren't going to do any shows because I will be traveling for work over our usual Thursday recording and I'm going on vacation over the weekend going camping so i won't be available either one of those days so sleep in and yes. uh and then after that um craig and i are working on potentially a couple new shows that are not this format and details will follow once we get there but um i think <clears throat> We may go down to just one of these kinds of recordings where we do just the news and just what's going on with us kind of show. And then, um, but that might be postponed for a little while as well as we work on some of this other stuff. So I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work yet. Stand by for that. But I think we are going to start working on some other things and see how that pans out for us. And um, I think, and I don't know about you, but my vision was everything kind of stays under a Podwhackers umbrella, but we might have different names for some shows that we do. And then you can always come to our website, podwhackers.com, and go visit our, uh, our show pages for various other things we decide to do. So, um, any thoughts on that? No, I'm looking forward to it. I think we got some really good ideas. You've sent me a, a couple of different ideas, and I, I think I think it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, and so I would like to start one of those two things I was talking to you about and then pick up with that, and then we can uh, and run with it and see how it goes. Um, <clears throat> and then if, if one of those is panning out really well, jump into the other one. So yeah. Um, yeah, we have a couple things in the hopper and see how they go, and then it'll be just more... Um, basically, it's two different shows, two show ideas right now. We'll probably only work on one because they're both pretty detailed. Um and so it might take us a lot longer, but, uh, once we get going, you know, um, get the ball rolling on that. And then I think we'll kind of cut down on the free form format, which ultimately I think that's what you and I want to do for the long term. But I think in yep. the short term slash long term, I, I had, a, I have so many different ideas for podcasts I like to want to do and, and would like to do that. Um, I just don't have enough time to do this one twice and those. Mm -hmm. So, um, we'll, we'll end up kind of probably cannibalizing one or both of these days for something else for a while. And then um, maybe this might be an ad hoc format where we just come out and just throw out shows when we feel like it, because sometimes there's not enough news to talk about um, yeah. or whatever. And then, you know, if the other things work out and people really enjoy it and start following us, then they might enjoy more of our personal stories. And so shows like this one might be more of the norm going forward. So that being said, um, I think we've got a lot of big things coming down the pipe. So, you know, keep an eye out and, uh, of course, follow us on social media and we will let you guys know what we end up doing. I think we'll probably create new social media accounts for the other shows I'm thinking of because they're just drastically different from what this one is. 
and yeah. I think it'd just be better for engagement. So um, that's where we are. That's a little bit of the business. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about some of this stuff coming, and I hope you guys are too. Um, that being said, I think we will see you guys in a couple weeks. Uh, we'll probably record. I'm sure we'll do another regular Podwhackers episode the, the following week after I get back. There should be a lot of shit to talk about by then. But uh, until then, take it easy, guys. See ya. Peace out. All right, motherfuckers, the show is over. Subscribe to our show anywhere you get your podcasts and do not forget to follow us on Twitter at Prodwhackers or on Instagram at Prodwhackers. And remember, every time you yawn, there is a ghost trying to put his wiener in your mouth. See you next time. <laughs>